What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. I'm Howard Bender. With me tonight, it's John and Pemba from Fantasy Alarm. That's right. Uh, Thursday night is the recording time for this podcast, and Adam Ronis is off doing uh, Alarm After Hours with Justin Fenceman. You guys can catch that on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio. John, uh, we just wrapped up the uh, the Thursday night game. We're going to look at some NFL. Uh, we're going to look at all the NFL games and talk about the spread. Let's go off of uh, we'll go off of DraftKings. But first of all, how how are you, man? How was that Thursday night game for you? It started off incredibly boring, uh, and then it became exciting. I guess if you were a football fan, with how it ended. But if uh, you were you were me, Howard, uh, things did not go your way tonight. I had the uh, I had a lot of player props uh, in here playing both prize picks and in monkey knife fight. I had the uh, under forty one and a half yards on Saquon Barkley. Uh, he has a forty one yard run and finishes with fifty three. Uh, I had the over 69 and a half rushing yards on Antonio Gibson. He finishes with 69 because they decided to throw the football uh, <laughs> going into the two minute warning for whatever reason. Uh, and that gets picked off. He never gets a chance to touch the football again. Um, I had the, I had the over 15 carries. I think he finished with 13 because they didn't run the ball there. They didn't run out the clock at the end. So I ended up losing that one. I did hit uh, the Stilling Shepard over five and a half receptions. Uh, and I actually had McLaurin, over 70 and a half yards. So, um, you know, those are fine. Just frustrating bad beats, I feel like, uh, in that game. And I also have a lot of Logan Thomas uh, on my fantasy teams. Basically, if I missed out on Hawkinson this year, I drafted Logan Thomas a few rounds later. And then Ricky Seals-Jones is catching touchdown passes. Yeah, this was, this was definitely one of those games where uh, the fantasy gods were were not smiling down on, on, on the uh, – on the on the most owned players, right? Like Antonio Gibson, uh, overall. I mean, I haven't even looked at. I just finished watching the game. I haven't looked at like the detailed box score here, but uh, thirteen for sixty nine there and uh, two catches for four yards. That is that is not. Uh, two games worth of first round production by any means. Uh, no. And, and honestly, they didn't even really target the running backs in this game until late. Uh, you know, McKissick ends up with four catches on five targets, but you know, most of that, that work was done there in the final three or four minutes of the game. So um, yeah, throwing to the running backs, at least so far through two games, hasn't been a major part uh, of the offense, which certainly has to be worrisome for those who, uh, who drafted those two players, but you know, Gibson looked great. McLaurin looked good. Um, you know, in that offense there. So, you know, we'll see what happens with Haneke moving forward. Um, you know, they just need to give Gibson the football a little bit more. <laughs> they need to give Gibson the football a lot more. Haneke looks fine, you know. He looks, you know, he looks calm under pressure. It was, a, you know, a nice solid effort for him. I mean, uh, you know, again, bad play calling on 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 Ron Rivera and Scott Turner's part at the end. They should have. You should, you know, I mean, it should have throw been on third down. If you're going to try to throw on a down going into the two minute warning or don't throw it all, make them burn both their timeouts. Going into the two minute warning. And like two, two teams that wanted to lose the game as bad as they could. Gibson had ran, had a, a 12, I think it was an 11 or 12 yard run the play before to get a first down and like reset the downs for them. And then they go, they go away from it. It's just, it's mind boggling. I don't know. <laughs> Gotta get those fresh legs in there, Johnny. Gotta get those fresh legs in. Yeah, through the, through the football. I, I'll never, I'll never, I don't know. I'll never understand that. It, I the don't recipe understand for running out the clock in the NFL is very simple. 
And yet coaches every week mess up. Well, a little, little disheartening, no doubt about it. All right. Well, while uh, <laughs> well, while John regains his composure here, because that that's about I'm as upset. flipped out as John gets. I'm upset. I'm. I just. I'm upset. Yeah. <laughs> clearly, clearly, you're upset. So while John does maintain his composure, we'll tell you that. Uh, we're going to go through uh, DraftKings Sportsbook. We're going to take a look at uh, all the games. Uh, we're not going to, you know, spend too much time on it here because, well, A, John's super crabby right now, and uh, B, we're just making some picks for you, you know, giving you the leans uh, of where we're at right now. So we'll start that off. Well, let's just let's just start it off right now. Uh, we're early enough into it here where we don't have to take that commercial break. Uh, <laughs> um, all right, so ready, John? I'm going to start yeah. off in Carolina. The Panthers hosting the Saints. Panthers are uh, an, a home dog here at three and a half. Um, I, you know, I, I honestly, I don't really mind taking the Panthers in the points here. There's a lot of home dogs this week, Howard, which I think is pretty interesting to see. Um, I think a lot of people are going to be maybe overreacting to what the Saints just did to Green Bay. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to take the three and a half with the with the Carolina Panthers. I mean, that's 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 the question, and it's something that you know Craig Mish and I talk all about. You know, and it's you know if the Saints did what they did to the Packers, right? Yeah, the Panthers beat the Jets, but it wasn't like a sound beating. But, you know, if, if we're so in on Winston and his five touchdown passes and it's Alvin Kamara, you know, why is this game, you know, only a three-and-a-half-point game? And so that's, you know, it's a little suspicious. Uh, there are a couple of lines like that that we'll talk about. But, um, all right, so we're both on the Panthers there getting the points. Bengals, Bears, you know, the line's gone down a little bit. I mean, I think it was it started off at, uh, at three, three-and-a-half maybe that the Bengals were getting. Um, and this is now steadily dropped down. It's uh, at Bears minus two. Who do you like? I like Cincy. I think they're the better team here. I don't, that's, what I don't I, really, that's what I said, too. I don't really get what anybody watched Chicago just do versus what we just saw Cincinnati do offensively and think like, yeah, the Bears. So uh, Cincy for me here plus the two. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, Browns, they're facing the Texans. They're hosting the Texans. It's minus 12 and a half. Listen, I um I don't I don't like laying this many points, but dude, there's no way Houston, what they did to, to Jacksonville last week, there's no way they even come close to that against the Browns. They get mild, you know, violently coming back down to earth. Give me the Browns and I'll lay 12 and a half. Listen, I think Baker Mayfield is a trash quarterback, but I also think that Nick Chubb has a 200 yard rushing game in his range of outcomes this week. So uh, I'm with you there. Houston's going to go on the road, uh, go into Cleveland, and, and they're just going to get smacked. Uh, so give me the Browns as well, minus 12 and a half. Yeah. Right. Nick Chubb, 200 yards. That's not a league winner if I never saw one. Yeah, no, definitely not. Doesn't catch, <laughs> doesn't catch the football, Howard. So Doesn't catch the football. That son of a bitch. Which he did last week also, by the way. He had two right. Oh, see, now you just got me thinking about eating a big bowl of Chubb Crunch now. Stuff is so good. I'll leave that up to you. What's that? I'll leave that one up to you. Dude, have you seen the cereal? You've seen the cereal. I've seen this. I showed you the cereal. It's yeah. delicious. <laughs> like Cinnamon Toast Crunch, you said, right? Exactly. What's wrong with Cinnamon Toast Crunch? Oh, you, what, do you not like cinnamon, too? No, I like Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I'm you just a, want, like, like plain Golden Grams? No, the Golden Grams are also very good, so. 
You know what cereal sucks? Smacks. You ever have Smacks? Sugar Smacks? Honey yeah. Smacks? They used to be called Sugar Smacks back in my day, and then uh, then, then it became uh, bad to say that, so they became Honey Smacks. Yeah, and then a frog on the box. I don't know. That cereal sucks. Yeah, right? With, like, those like really weird-shaped... Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, here's another, here's another line where I say if a team... The Rams... Okay, with everything that we saw with the Rams and how happy Matthew Stafford is and and Sean McVay is beaming and 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 Stafford and Cooper Cup are BFFs and nobody can stop them. Uh, why are they only a three and a half point favorite over the Colts who, you know, they, they lost to Seattle. They didn't put up a lot of points on Seattle. Um, you still have questions about the offensive line. You still have questions about Carson Wentz's foot. Like this line should be like five and a half. Yeah, I feel like more points should be here. I'll give maybe Vegas a little credit. They're looking at, you know, the Rams did what they did against Chicago. We think the Colts are a better team, probably a better defensive team, uh, potentially. I mean, Seattle just, you said, lit them up for what was it, four scores uh, through, through with Russell Wilson there. I mean, I like the Rams. I'll, I'm going to bite on, on the on the, on the uh, the road favorite on this one. But, yeah, it's it's curious. Not me. Give me the home dog. I'll take Indianapolis. Thank you. Uh, Denver traveling to Jacksonville. Denver minus six over the Jags. You know, to be perfectly honest, as much as I dislike the Jaguars, like from an Urban Meyer standpoint and an offensive scheme standpoint, I just have a hard time with Denver because I just don't think that they're that good. I really like, I think the defense is good, but I don't think the offense is really that good. And losing Jerry Judy, I think, is a big deal. I don't know if it's enough for me to take the Jags with the points, though, because ah, I just really don't know what to, you know, what I'm seeing here with the Jaguars and going up against Vic Fangio's defense. Yeah, I mean, it's it's clearly a no bet for me, but I mean, I guess if I had to take a team, it would have to go with the home dog, take the points. Yeah, I think Jacksonville probably backdoor covers this one. Um, you know, I will say the one thing about the Broncos' offense, and, and, and compared to years past, is I actually I trust the quarterback to take care of the football, um, and I think they're going to go heavy ground game with this one. So, you know, I think Teddy Bridgewater is going to do enough to game manage here, um, and they're going to use Gordon and Williams to control the clock, and they'll probably put up points. Um, you know, they'll be they'll be leading going into the end of the game. But I write up I write up the QB coach obviously for Fantasy Alarm. And I talk about how I think Lawrence has great, you know, garbage time fantasy potential. And, and I can see that happening, you know, affecting point spreads as well, where, you know, he throws a touchdown pass at the end of the game like he did with Marvin Jones, and that covers a six points. So I'm going to go Jags plus six as well. Right, right, right. I like it. I like it. Um, uh, next game, Buffalo traveling down to Miami. Uh, Bills are laying three on the road. I mean, I'm going to take the Bills. Oh, Miami on this one. You're going Miami. I'm taking, see, I'm taking the Bills. All right. Why are you taking Miami? I think Miami's defense is very good. Um, you know, I think they're aggressive, and we just saw with an aggressive Steelers team. Um, you know, Buffalo at home struggled and lost that game. Um, and, you know, we're all banking on Josh Allen, the player we saw last year. But if there's regression from Josh Allen, the play we, player we saw last year, you know, that offense is going to have some problems with his inaccuracies and they don't have a running game and they come in to be a bit one dimensional. Now they're traveling on the road against a good divisional opponent. 
Um, I think Miami is, is going to win this one. All very, very good points made uh, in there. I'm still going to take Buffalo. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, I think that, you know, there's obviously going to be some some regression for, for Josh Allen from what he did last year. But I, I don't think it's enough to to really tip the scales to, to that point. Yeah, Miami's got a good defense. They have, a, they have really good corners. They have a good front set. I mean, like, you know, that that's basically what I'm looking at. You know, I'm thinking that. You know, we saw the Steelers defense get after Allen and cause some errant throws and some mistakes there. Um, you know, it wasn't like he was turning the ball over like crazy, but, you know, under pressure, I think he only had like a 59% completion percentage. Um, you know, two is obviously the X factor here. Can can Tua put up enough points if Josh Allen starts scoring? Probably not, but, you know, I'm thinking that defense at home is going to be able to keep them at bay a little bit. All right. Patriots visiting the Jets. Pats are giving five and a half on the road. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I don't I don't bet jet games because it's just just stupid and pointless. So, God, you pick this one. Oh, man, I mean, I don't really want to go against Mac Jones here. The Jets, you know, the Jets still look like the Jets. But that being said, Mm, you know, Belichick versus rookie quarterbacks. You know, yeah, let's go Mac and Patriots plus uh, minus five and a half. We'll, we'll, we'll run that out there. Um, I think it's a pretty good, uh, you know, roll out there for you. What's, um, is it, is it week four? Is that when the big, yep, Tampa yeah, Bay yeah. at New England, Mac Jones versus Tom Brady? Oh, yeah, in, in New England. So, in New England, it's gonna be an absolute bloodshed in that game. That Tampa Bay. <laughs> Gronk's going to have, like, four touchdowns. Dude, I think heads are just going to explode in the stadium. I, I really genuinely believe that people will die just from spontaneous sure. head combustion. It's already a news story around New England as to whether or not the Patriots are going to play some sort of, like, video tribute to these guys uh, during the game or before the game. Um, I mean, it, they'd be stupid, too. Right. You know, I mean, why, thanks, why, thanks why, are you, thank, why are you thanking time. him? You didn't yeah. force him out. He wanted to leave. Gronk literally retired until he could get a loophole out of, you know, be forced his way out of, out of New England and Tom Brady left. So, uh, yeah. This, yeah, this isn't like the, the Celtics trading Paul Pierce away, you know, to move on a veteran or the Bruins trading Ray Bork away. So he goes, goes and wins a Stanley Cup. It's Tom Brady left. So, yeah. He told you guys to go fuck yourselves, too. He did. He did. And, and he continues to make commercials, basically saying that to all to all. Yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> 100%. Moving right along. Niners, Eagles uh, in Philadelphia. Another three-point game. Road dog, road, uh, road favorite laying three. Um you know, I mean, I just I, I I don't think that the Eagles defense is as good as what it looked like on in week one, nor do I think the, the Niners defense was as bad as what we saw, you know, against Detroit. I mean, so, I, think they, I think they just let let up at the end. I think yeah, they, I think they just they completely took their foot off the gas and they were like, ah, you know, whatever. We got this game. So, you know, I'm actually going to lean uh, on the Niners here and lay the points. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Niners as well, just because I think ultimately their overall talent feels stronger. I mean, you have Kittle, Samuel looked fantastic, Garoppolo mm -hmm. controlled the football. 
they're just going to run like they always run regardless of who the backs are. And yeah, if that defense plays like they did in the first half of that game, you know, they can force Jalen Hurts into some mistakes. They definitely could. Um, all right. Raiders on the road getting six and a half now. Wow. Six and a half. This is gone. This line's definitely gone up uh, against the Steelers now. Yeah, I think I started at five and a half earlier today. So it did. It did. St- it was at five and a half to start the day. Um, you know, listen, Big Ben at home, Steelers defense at home. Mm-hmm. Um, Raiders had a very emotional home opener where they came back and they beat the Ravens. They're going to be a little bit of a hangover here. Or do they come to, to Steel City and uh, and do it again and play spoiler uh, in uh, in another team's home debut, you know, uh, or in, in the Steelers' home debut? You're also leaving out uh, Josh Jacobs' injury report said everything. So, yeah. well, see, I saw another one. It just said toe, ankle. Yeah, right. It, it listed it listed his entire body there. Um, six and a half is a lot of points. I mean, I, yeah. but but they are. You know, I kind of have a, a thing there when you have sort of a West Coast type team coming over to play an East Coast team. A one p.m. game, time change, different. Um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Pittsburgh here. Taking the home team. Yeah, I am. I am too. I am too. Um, yeah, I, you know, I'd, I'd struggle, though, if it, if it went up more. Like If it, if gets it, over if it went up like another half point. Yeah. If it goes over a touchdown, I would have I would have an issue there. Yeah. I mean, obviously, a lot of people are, are going in on Pittsburgh. So that's, you know, why the line's, line's moving the way it is there. So, you know, it's it, – I mean, you and I, how would we do the DFS – podcast the numbers of the pittsburgh steelers defense at home versus the road is just like unbelievably unbelievable difference yeah they're so good so it's the same uh, thing with big ben it's the defense and it's big ben yeah so gonna run it gonna run back with pittsburgh here uh another line that's been moving a little here uh arizona laying four points at home to the minnesota vikings um, I was at a disagreement with Mish on this one where it was three and a half and I was taking the, the Cardinals um, and he wanted to take the Vikings. And now we're looking at four points here. Um, I mean, what's your what's your take? Like, I all right. So for me, Arizona, I think Kyler Murray is taking another step forward this year and in, in his, you know, just really looking forward to a season from him. Yeah, obviously, DeAndre Hopkins is amazing. I like Christian Kirk a lot in this offense now. Um and I feel like, you know, he's ready to take another step forward. We can forget about A.J. Green. I don't need A.J. Green. Nobody needs A.J. Green. I think this offense does well. But I think, you know, Chandler Jones, uh, you know, and, and for as long as he's healthy, J.J. Watt, you know, really kind of transformed this defense. Not to the point where I'm like, oh, my God, it's, a, you know, the, the, the greatest ever because, you know, J.J. Watt's going to be hurt in two games. But for right now. You know, that's where I'm at. And Mish is like, nope, Minnesota, they're going to run the ball. Dalvin Cook, blah, blah, blah. I don't believe in Arizona. So tie break it here for me. Yeah, that, uh, that that's probably my hardest decision, right? Because I look at the offense that Minnesota has. And, you know, Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback. They have Justin Jefferson. They have Adam Thielen. They have Dalvin Cook. You know, but we just saw Arizona go on the road into Tennessee and shut down Derrick Henry, Julio Jones and AJ Brown to an extent. He obviously had a touchdown there, um, you know, and Ryan Tannehill. So it's like, what's the difference really in the team? 
Uh, and defensively, Minnesota is not great. So if this ends up turning into a shootout, you know, they're not going to run the ball. They're going to try to outthrow Kyler Murray in, in that offense. So I'm with you. I'm going to take Arizona at home there. I would have felt better with it if it was three and not four. But, you know, I, I think this is going to be a good maybe test for what Minnesota looks like, you know, this year. Yeah, definitely. Because Mike Zimmer's strong suit as a coach has always been his secondary. The fact that it's not what it used to be could be a, a, a definite problem for them. Uh, you know, you have to change the way you uh, you handle certain, you know, certain offenses now. So it should be interesting. All right, we're going to uh, we've, we've got ooh Falcons Bucks. I'll tell you what, man, we're going to talk about Falcons Bucks uh, right after we pay a couple of bills, take commercial break. Say hi to our sponsors. All that fun stuff there. When we jump off on the other side, John and I will finish wrapping up these games. We got five to go. And uh, I think we saved some of the best for last. So stick around. We'll be right back. Howard Bender, John and Pemba. This is Annie Up. All right. Here we go, John. Ready to get back on top of it. Atlanta Falcons visiting your boys, your Tom Brady, your Rob Gronkowski. Uh, your Tampa Bay Gronkineers hosting the Atlanta Falcons. They're laying 12 and a half, John, 12 and a half points. Um, I think on principle, I have to go against Brady and just take the points and the Falcons. There's zero chance that Atlanta covers the spread. <laughs> zero chance. I know. I'm not really that into it either. There's, there's, there, I mean... Talk about, you know, league treatment here. Tampa Bay gets to open the season back-to-back home games coming off a championship a championship year. I mean, you know, just schedule favoritism uh, at its finest. And, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Atlanta doesn't know their identity. I mean, I took a screenshot of Atlanta's, uh, Atlanta running the eye, the power eye, you know, uh, last Sunday against against Philadelphia. I'm like, Matt Ryan's led the league in pass attempts the last like three years. Why is Arthur Smith, to your credit, Howard? You, you, I'm wrong. You, I didn't think that you would take Kyle Pitts and want to run the ball as much as they did, but that's what they wanted. That's what they tried to do uh, in a game that they should have been throwing. You know, yeah, power eye. I took a screenshot, sent it to Andrew Cooper. I'm like, we're all screwed if this is what the, the Falcons are going to do. If you have Ridley and and Pitts and Ryan and all on your team, like you, you, the offense is useless. This isn't this isn't to their skill set. So, um, you know, they're going to be down a bunch in this game, so they're going to have to throw. But, you know, they're not there's no there's no shot. Tampa Bay doesn't cover this. All right. (laughs) Uh, Dallas traveling to the Chargers. Uh, This line has not moved. Uh, Well, I mean, I think it started at three. It's now three and a half that the Chargers are laying Um, kind of just because of, I'm sure, the uh, you know, all the injuries that we're seeing. With Dallas right now, you know, losing Demarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory's out because of COVID. Uh, on offense, they, you know, obviously Lael Collins uh, suspended for five games, so he's not going to play. Uh, you lose Michael Gallup, so you know, here's here's the, the the funny thing, and you've you've watched me and Mitch before. You know, the Chargers are just that team that you know home favorites they never cover, right? It's just like it blows you away how you know, how bad they are against the spread um, at home. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's so it's it's super tough because, on the other hand, you know what I've said all, all season long here, well, all preseason long, about the Chargers 
and Joe Lombardi and taking over this offense and you know what we what we could see from them. Like I feel like it's not the same old Chargers team here. Um so we were uh, we were split there. Uh you know, take you know I I I I feel like I want to take the Chargers in this one and show that you know what? I'm not afraid to say that a team can turn its mojo around. Can I just take the over? You could definitely take the over. I love the over in this. 54 and a half. Uh, oh, game I'll, stack I this I'll, shit all day long. Yeah, I think I'll settle in on, on the over, and I'll, I'll let you take the Chargers. <laughs> okay. Um, here's another game that, that I want the over in as well. Tennessee uh, on the road to Seattle. I mean, these are these defenses, both these defenses are bad. They're bad. So, you know, it's going to be... It's going to be Derrick Henry running hard. It's going to be Russell Wilson passing a ton. This game is going to shoot way on the over. And I'm going to take Tennessee getting six points here. Yeah, it's a lot of points. I think Tennessee is going to bounce back from their just abysmal opening um, opening week. But, you know, I think that Seattle is going to win this game. I just think Tennessee is going to cover. I like it. I like it. All right, the Sunday night game. Ravens hosting the Chiefs. Ravens are the dog, the home dog. Uh, three and a half points is what they're getting. You know, again, I mean, I'm I'm sure it's it's not. You know, I don't want to like just keep taking home dogs, home dogs. But you know, you got to figure. You know, the per, the, the the percentage, your chances uh, of these a lot of these home dogs covering are pretty damn good. But I mean, it's Mahomes, it's the Ravens. Do you talk about the fact that the Raiders put up 30, you know, was it 30 plus points in yeah. overtime on yeah. the uh, on the Ravens? I'm going Kansas City still here at three and a half. It feels like. Didn't you take Kansas City against me taking the Browns last week, too? Yeah. You sure you want to take Kansas City here? Yeah, I do. I'm OK with it. Is McCall Hardman going to have a great game? No, he'll never have a great game. <laughs> what happened is exactly how that offense is going to work every week. And this is what I've been telling everybody. It's, it's Tyreek Hill. It's Travis Kelsey. It's Patrick Mahomes. You, you shouldn't own anybody. You don't even, you probably shouldn't even have drafted uh, Clyde Edwards earlier. I'm sure he'll have a game here or there this year. But like that offense is those three. It'll always be those three. Amen. Well, I figure all those, all those wasted late second round, early third round picks of yeah, CEH. RB, RB dead zone right there, yeah. It's a total RB dead zone. Last game here, Packers hosting the Lions on Monday night. Packers are laying 11 and a half. So as many points as Detroit scored, uh, and as bad as Green Bay looked, Packers are still an 11 and a half point favorite in this game. Um. You know, I mean, I'll probably just take the pack and lay the points for like pools and stuff like that, but I'm probably not going to bet it. Yeah, I'm probably not going to touch this one either because I don't. I mean, my biggest question all offseason has been like, how much does Aaron Rodgers care? Right? <laughs> like, is he just going through the motions so he gets another year in the league and works his way into a trade somewhere? Or, you know, what is what is his deal? And obviously, that was a, an awful, awful performance. Uh, in opening week against the Saints. But I mean, you know, he's probably embarrassed a little bit. They're gonna be back home. Uh, I could I'm gonna I'm gonna see we'll get a little bounce back game here out of Rodgers against a bad Lions team. 
Yeah, I mean, listen, you can't tell me you can't tell me that there isn't a little bit of pride from Aaron Rodgers, and I don't think he's going to phone it in. Um, you know, I, my personal feeling is that spite play, right? If he hates Green Bay that much, he would come back just to tank their season. What do you mean? Oh, oh, that that he would that he would just stage a comeback? No, I mean like he is so upset with Green Bay's coaching and management that he would come back as their quarterback this offseason and then just play like crap. Oh, well, then, you know, no, but see, why do that? Because what, what, what you want to do is you want to show other teams that you have, you know, you still have what it takes to, to win a championship. And, oh, if it's a team that also has, you know, enough cap space to sign Devontae Adams – He's a free agent also, and he's upset that he's not negotiating. Right. Like, I'm telling you, next year, you're going to see Aaron Rodgers uh, as the quarterback of the Las Vegas Raiders uh, hitting Devontae Adams in the end zone. I can see it. I can see it happening. Go to Sin City. Go to Sin City, right? I mean, it's like, finish out this year, show him you still got it. Devontae still has it. Then you're both free agents, and John Gruden gets, you know, his, you know, Aaron Rodgers. They they instant contenders uh, in the AFC, and and that, that AFC West becomes absolutely bonkers between what the Chargers have, the Chiefs. If the Raiders were to get Devontae Adams and and Aaron Rodgers, that would be that would be sick, absolutely sick. It. <laughs> Yeah, that would be pretty wild. It would be pretty wild. Poor Denver. <laughs> Could you imagine that? Those poor sorry sons of bitches. Well, you know, maybe they'll draft a quarterback that can spin their franchise around, you know? You never know. They got, they yeah, got the talent. Yeah. They got the talent there. They just need not Teddy Gloves, you know, back there, or, or Drew Locke, or, you know, all the, all the blown quarterback picks that they've had. Or they maybe, they, maybe they're ones that goes and gets a veteran or something like that to kind of help them out. Go trade for Kirk Cousins or something like that. Go trade for Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Sound words of wisdom from John and Pemba. Go trade for Kirk Cousins, yell sons of bitches. All right, well, there you go. Those are our leans on all the games for week number two. We'll see how it turns out, right? Best of luck to all you guys in your contests. Uh, John, always a pleasure to get a chance to hang out with you here. Hi, this is uh, my favorite thing to do after midnight is uh, record with you. Really? See, that kind of warms my heart a little bit. It really does. It really does. Because I know that, you know, deep down, while, you know, you could be, uh, you know, trying to make everybody think that you're joking, I know that it's all, like, straight from the heart, man. It is nothing but love. I also have a radio spot in like 15 minutes. So, you know. So, Howard, thank you so much for being the way station on the way to Sirius XM. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be talking to Fensty and Adam Ronas there. So, uh, I hope you guys who are listening here today on a Friday got a good chance to listen to a little alarm after hours with John and Pemba joining Justin Fenchman, Adam Ronas. Uh, good stuff all around. All around. Look at that. It's like we're all switching partners. Me, you, and Ronus, you, and Fe- I tell you, it's one big fantasy orgy going on. You said it. Fantasy alarm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Howard, they need to see you in HR. Yeah, yeah. HR now. It's true. 
It is true. All right, that's going to do it for us here at the Annie Up Podcast. Big thanks to all of you for liking and subscribing. For my man, John Impemba, I'm Howard Bender. We'll catch you next time.